Welcome to the Gut Podcast. I'm Mary McLean, Senior Lecturer and Consultant in Gastroenterology at the University of Aberdeen in Scotland, UK. And in my capacity as Education Editor, I'm hosting this podcast today. This month, I'm discussing the Editor's Choice Manuscript from the May 2017 issue entitled BMP9 Interferes with Liver Regeneration and Promotes Liver Fibrosis. I'm delighted to welcome the leading author of the article here today. This is Dr. Katia Britkoff-Heinland from the Mannheim Faculty of Heidelberg University in Germany. So thanks for joining the podcast. You're welcome. So your paper assessed the role of BMP9 in the pathogenesis of liver fibrosis. What is BMP9 and what's known of its biological functions and health in the liver and elsewhere in the body? Well, BMP9 is short for bone morphogenetic protein. And BMP9 is a member of the transforming growth factor beta family of cytokines. BMP9 is constitutively expressed in the liver, and it circulates at low but active levels in the bloodstream of healthy individuals. Regarding its functions, the perhaps best investigated function of BMP9 is regarding its role in bone formation. BMP9 is the strongest osteoinductive growth factor among the BMP family. For example, BMP9 induces osteogenic differentiation of mesenchymal stem cells, and it generally supports wound healing in bone, including ossification and fracture healing. But also in angiogenesis, BMP9 plays important roles. BMP9 was called a quiescence vascular factor because it stabilizes existing blood vessels. In this way, it is also important for the maintenance of proper vessel functions. ALK1, which is a very specific receptor for BMP9, is highly expressed especially on endothelial cells, and reduced ALK1 activity was associated with arteriovenous malformations. So BMP9 is for sure an important factor in the endothelium and in bone. Regarding the liver, uh, as mentioned, it was clear already that the liver is the organ that produces BMP9 in the body, but not much is really known up to now about its possible biological functions in the liver. So you've worked on this protein for some time and previously defined the role of BMP9 in the pathogenesis of hepatocellular cancer. So tell us more about this. So the role of BMP9 in cancer has been controversially discussed in literature. Um, We and also others have shown that BMP9 can induce migration and aggressiveness of hepatocellular cancer cells, but there are also many reports about anti-cancer activities of BMP9. For example, in breast cancer, BMP9 can inhibit the growth of the tumor and the metastasis formation, or in a mouse model for osteosarcoma, BMP9 inhibits tumor growth. Interestingly, in contrast to the physiological conditions where BMP9 is anti-angiogenic, it seems to exert pro-angiogenic properties in many tumors, making BMP9 neutralization also a promising target to reduce neovascularization and thereby to reduce tumor growth in vivo. Um, Therefore, BMP9 effects seem to be at least partially controversial in physiologic compared to pathologic conditions, but also and especially in malignant versus non-malignant tissues or cells. The mechanisms that underlie this switch of action of BMP9 are not really understood by now. So following on for this, um, what was the hypothesis and aims underpinning this current work? In the present work, we investigated if also in non-malignant conditions, BMP9 levels might directly affect wound healing mechanisms in the liver. We firstly wanted to know which cell type within the liver is producing BMP9, 
And would this level of expression be somehow affected by acute or chronic liver damage situations? The question was if BMP9 is only secreted into the bloodstream, thereby acting on all kinds of other organs systemically, or if it is directly also acting on the liver cells themselves. So you assessed hepatic expression of BMP9 in function in healthy liver. Um, what did you find? We started with isolating the different liver cell types from healthy mouse livers and analyzing the expression levels of BMP9 in these cells. Um, thereby, we were able to identify the hepatic stellate cell, or short HSC, as the major hepatic source for BMP9, at least in healthy livers. Hepatocytes were negative in our hands, and sinusoidal endothelial cells, as well as kupfer cells, expressed only low levels of BMP9. So if HSC constantly secrete BMP9, how does that affect the other cell types, especially the hepatocytes in the liver? To answer this, we treated primary hepatocytes with BMP9 in vitro, and it is well established and well documented that primary hepatocytes, when cultured as monolayer, rapidly lose their epithelial phenotype and functionality. They instead acquire some kind of mesenchymal phenotype, and finally they get senescent in culture. And we now found that in the presence of recombinant BMP9, the hepatocytes remained longer in a more epithelial functional cellular phenotype. This included, for example, enhanced expression of cytochrome P450 enzymes or epithelial proteins like ecaterine. And BMP9 also dose-dependently inhibited hepatocyte proliferation in vitro. Thereby, it seems that similar to its stabilizing effects on blood vessels, BMP9 seems to keep mature hepatocytes in a differentiated state. So you next move on to assess BMP9 in acute liver injury. So tell us about this. We used three different mouse models for acute liver damage and for liver regeneration. First, a single injection of either carbon tetrachloride, CCL4, or second, also a single injection of the bacterial toxin lipopolysaccharide, LPS, and as third model, a model for regeneration, we performed a two-thirds partial hepatectomy in mice. And as we present in figure three of the manuscript, the hepatic expression of BMP9 was rapidly but transiently reduced in all of these models. And this reduction always coincided with the peak of hepatocyte proliferation. This means that if hepatocytes need to become less epithelial, for example, because they transiently need to proliferate and migrate in response to an acute damage, then high BMP9 levels would only hinder this activity, and therefore it needs to be downregulated. At least that's our hypothesis. This seems to be a common mode of action, because at least in these three models, it was always seen in a similar manner. So BMP9 is stabilizing and thereby probably beneficial for the liver parenchyme under healthy conditions, but it seems that it needs to be at least transiently reduced to allow for acute wound healing responses, including, for example, proliferation of hepatocytes. So next, let's consider the long-term effects of BMP9 in the liver. Can you summarize the methods you employed and the outcomes of your studies in chronic liver disease, including the murine models of fibrosis? So to cause liver fibrosis, we used a well-established mouse model, which is repeated injections of CCL4 three times a week over several weeks. These injections cause a severe bridging hepatic fibrosis in mice. From the results with the acute models, we already hypothesized at that point 
that inhibition or absence of BMP9 might be beneficial also in this chronic model and might lead to reduced fibrogenesis development. Therefore, we either co-injected a BMP9 inhibitor to wild-type mice or we used BMP9 knockout mice. In both cases, fibrosis development was indeed clearly reduced. There was less collagen deposited within the livers and also lower collagen expression in total liver lysates. Interestingly, the well-known profibrogenic cytokine, TGF-beta, was still highly expressed in these livers, at least on the RNA level, implying that TGF-beta without BMP9 can cause much less fibrosis than both together would. Another interesting aspect of the finding that although, was the finding that although there was less fibrosis with BMP9, was inhibited or absent, BMP9 did not directly enhance the fibrogenic activation of hepatic stellate cells in vitro. Usually, if primary hepatic stellate cells are isolated and cultured, they rapidly transdifferentiate into myofibroblastic cells. And this feature is believed to be the central event during liver fibrogenesis because the resulting myofibroblasts are the source for the deposited collagen in the liver. Now, if we cultured HSC in the presence of a BMP9 inhibitor, or if we used HSC isolated from BMP9 knockout mice, these cells still activated in vitro. So on the one side, activated HSC expressed and secreted even higher amounts of BMP9 than quiescent cells, but on the other hand, BMP9 was not directly required for this activation process of the cells. We think that the prophypogenic mechanism of action of BMP9 in vivo is most likely the result of a cellular crosstalk between the different liver cell types, including besides hepatocytes and HSC, also the liver sinusoidal endothelial cells and the Kupfer cells. The result of this crosstalk is activation of hepatic stellate cells in vivo. But unlike TGF-beta, for example, BMP9 does not directly induce or enhance activation of HSC, at least not in vitro. So future studies will further address these cellular interactions in more detail. So how does this data from Murai models translate back to human disease? Well, it was published quite a while ago that also in humans, BMP9 is produced by the liver and is secreted to the bloodstream in an active conformation. In figure 7 of our paper, we show some immunostainings of cryosections from healthy and fibrotic human livers and these stainings demonstrate positivity for BMP9 in the healthy liver in cells that at least morphologically look like HSC. So that fits to the mouse results. And at least in beginning fibrosis, BMP9 staining intensity was enhanced in those areas where HSC activation should take place. However, in the fully established bridging fibrosis, positivity for BMP9 was not further enhanced. So in ongoing studies, we are now quantifying such stainings, and we also want to perform co-stainings with cell-type-specific markers to see if really the hepatic stellate cells are the source for BMP9. And in addition, we are already collecting blood samples from patients with different kinds of liver diseases or liver damage, and we will determine the BMP9 levels of, um, the levels of BMP9 by ELISA. Hopefully, we will be able to correlate BMP9 with a kind of liver damage or perhaps with a stage of liver fibrosis. So you've clearly uncovered important functions of this protein in the liver. So is BMP9 expression in the liver essential? For example, what is the phenotypic consequence of BMP genetic knockout in mice? You mentioned you'd used these in your experiments earlier. Yeah, that's a good question because unexpectedly, the BMP9 knockout mice 
they do not have any obvious phenotype. These mice develop normally, and although they, the reproduction rate of these mice might be a bit reduced compared to wild type, they are fertile and the livers look grossly normal. So if you ask if the expression of BMP9 is essential, I would say no. Maybe in these mice the lack of BMP9 is partially compensated by the closely related BMP10. That could be the case. Although in the liver, BMP9 is rather not expressed. However, it seems that low constant levels of BMP9 are something like nice to have for the animal in terms of stabilization of the liver parenchyme as well as stabilization of the blood vessels, as I mentioned, and also in terms, of course, of stronger bones. But obviously, at least mice, uh, at least mice seem to be able to live without BMP9. Nevertheless, up to now, we do not really know the full spectrum of BMP9's effects, especially in conditions of damage and disease. We did find that BMP9 is down-regulated upon acute damage, but this happens only within a short time window. After that, BMP9 is strongly upregulated again. And this upregulation then might as well be important for regaining the mature functionality of, these, of the tissue back after the insult. So to me, it seems unlikely that a factor with so many target tissues being constantly produced in the body should have only negative effects or should be rather unimportant. At least for the stability of the bones, and most likely not only for that, high BMP9 levels are indeed an advantage. So I would be cautious with stating that complete absence or long-term inhibition of BMP9 would finally be beneficial for the organism. It seems contradictory that BMP9 optimizes hepatocellular polarization and function, but on the other hand can enhance liver damage. So what are your thoughts on this paradoxical action and how this is balanced in the liver? Well, as you say, I think it is a question of balance. Which cell type is, is exposed to how much BMP9 and for how long? So polarization and functionality of hepatocytes is needed under physiological healthy conditions. But local areas of damage where hepatocytes had been killed need to become rapidly restored. This means that adjacent surviving hepatocytes need to become proliferative and migratory, at least for a while. During this local process, the cells transiently stop to be functional in terms of, for example, production of albumin or other typical hepatic factors. For these cells, at that moment, it is more important to regenerate the lost tissue. But after that is accomplished, they again need to remature and become polarized and epithelial again. And that's when BMP9 becomes beneficial again. There seems to be a complex regulation of BMP9 levels, which we are only beginning to understand. Which factors are really inducing BMP9 in the liver and which ones are turning it down? This is completely unknown so far. The promoter sequence of BMP9 has not been investigated yet. So finally, could the expression and function of BMP9 be manipulated for therapeutic gain? And what do you see as the potential therapeutic applications to liver disease? Well, there exist already very efficient inhibitors of BMP9. For example, soluble forms of the BMP9 receptor, ALK1, or antibodies neutralizing BMP9. Some of these are already being tested in clinical studies, as I said, for example, to reduce growth of certain tumors. And regarding the liver, I could very well imagine that a transient inhibition of BMP9 could support regeneration after acute liver intoxication and could enhance the success of already existing therapies, for example, to reverse liver fibrosis in patients and to support regeneration. As we all know, the liver is an organ of enormous regeneration capacity. 
transient inhibition of BMP9 could perhaps become an important tool in order to maximally use and activate this property of the liver. Thereby, recovery from almost any kind of liver damage could potentially be maximized. Well, thank you very much. And that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thanks for sharing your work with us. And I'd like to thank Dr. Katia Brickhoff-Heinlein for joining me today. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. 